This is Allison Gray. You're listening to Entheo Nation with Lorna Leon. Welcome to Entheo Nation, where we feature visionaries who are pioneering the cutting edge of awakening. Psychedelic science, modern shamanism, neuroscience, new paradigm lifestyles. Get ready to harness the power of visionary states and forge reality into your wildest dreams. beautiful visionaries. This is Lorna Liana, and I have a confession to make. It's my heart's deepest desire to have a far-out, visionary, sexy, soulmate relationship and life partnership with a man, a heterosexual, monogamous man, who fully appreciates my multifaceted self and is my spiritual, emotional, and professional equal. Because I want to build amazing things with him. I want to build a temple with my beloved in our shared community, and I'm calling that in right now, folks. So when I meet a couple like Alex and Allison Gray, powerful visionaries and artists in their own right, who have been together since art school and created amazing things as partners, I want to know the secret to how they co-create a profound relationship that is a crucible for their deepest spiritual growth. Discover their best advice for co-creating a visionary soulmate relationship that transforms the world on entheonation.com slash 13. Learn how love ignited their most epic project yet, the building of Entheon, a temple and showcase for some of the most amazing visionary artists on the planet. If you would like to receive a free transcript of this episode, it is super easy. Simply text Entheonation, that is E-N-T-H-E-O-N-A-T-I-O-N, to the number 44222. Just reply to the SMS with your best email to get access to premium content that's only available to bona fide citizens of Entheonation. If you like this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would take the time to rate and review this show in iTunes, as this will increase Entheonation's visibility in the iTunes marketplace and help get this life-changing information out to the people who need it. Now on to the show. Hello, amazing, beautiful visionaries of Entheonation. This is Lorna Liana. I'm your host for an exciting interview with two of my favorite artists in the world, Alex and Allison Gray, who had a long history of developing their own unique styles of visionary art, but also co-creating a shared vision together that involves community and creating an amazing temple to the visionary art world. So the mystic paintings of Alex Gray articulate realms of psychedelic visionary consciousness, revealing interwoven energies of body, soul, love, and spirit, and illuminate the anatomy core of each being, while Alison Gray, MFA, is a painter, social sculpture, and is Alex's creative collaborator, life partner, and studio mate since art school in 1975, and her work encompasses order, chaos, and secret writing. 
And so over the many years of following both their work, I've been so deeply moved and impressed by the work of art that they're creating together. So I'm very excited to have them here with us today to share with us what the secrets are to creating a powerhouse visionary partnership that really has such an ambitious creative project in the works that is really going to be a deep benefit to all people. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, thanks for having us, Lorna. So I would love to hear more about how you guys met. How long have you been together? And when you guys met each other, was it love at first sight? Well, we, we met in an art school in a class called Conceptual Mixed Media and we met on the level of art can be made of all mediums, mixed media, and it really is thought-based. It's thought-oriented. So whatever your, your concepts are more important than the materials that you're using, the materials come second. Anyway, we began, we met at art school, but we, we met in love when Alex had his first LSD trip in my apartment. <laughs> I was giving the end-of-year party and I always gave parties, but I gave the end of your party and I invited Alex because he was the studio assistant of the guy I was going out with. Oh, wait, so you somebody else. I was going out with the professor and Alex was working for him. So I would see him like working in his studio. You know, he was doing this guy's paintings. He was a conceptual artist and Alex was doing his paintings because he was a great painter. He had been a billboard painter and he was so impressive. Anyway, I, I had been in the school for years, and Alex seemed to like my work, too. He always says he did. Amazing artist. Yeah, I was, you know, working on sculpture and installation, and, you know, and very inner work, very personal work. And, uh, and Alex's work was so raw, but I didn't think of him as somebody I would go out with. I was going out with a professor. So, but then he, the professor brought Alex to my apartment for this end-of-year party, and, and he had a bottle of Kahlua and LSD. And he gave it to Alex. And Alex had never tripped before. So <laughs> I had been tripping quite a bit. But to that point, I had been tripping for six years and all kinds of experimenting. Alex had put that off, I think, wisely. What do you think? It was perfect the way that it was, but I didn't really realize that. I mean, earlier that morning, I had kind of dared God to show me a sign that I shouldn't kill myself, basically. If God did exist, then show me a sign because I'm ready to check out. I was 21 and I was desperately sad mm. and probably worried about my, you know, mental stability or something. And so I was so depressed a lot of my teenage years that I didn't want to take LSD because I thought that'll just make it worse, you know? And so I had avoided it, but now I had already decided, ah, what the hell I was going to, I was practically ready to kill myself. So somebody offers me LSD. Why not? You know? And so I drank about half the bottle and got to her uh, apartment and she drank the rest of it. That's but a lot. Yeah. Too much Kahlua, really. Probably. LSD has no flavor. You can't find it anywhere. But that was really what, what there did, probably, right? Yeah, it, it but there, there probably wasn't a full bottle at all. 
you know, probably just had some. And uh, the professor knew what he was doing. And uh, I think that it, what it did for me, because I sat down on the couch and didn't talk to anybody the entire evening. No, no we didn't speak that I just totally went inside. I couldn't even speak to anyone. I was so overwhelmed. And it was such a weird trip because I've never had a trip like this ever since. It was just one vision the entire trip. Now, that doesn't even seem possible in retrospect. But for hours, I was having this vision of going through a tunnel. I was in the dark part of the tunnel, and just around the corner was this beautiful light. And the light was shining. I knew that was God. Question answered. Okay, a divine reality exists. All is not lost. Love is real. And it's right around that corner. I can just see it. I'm in the dark, but I'm going toward the light. So that kind of turn around, I could see that all the shades of gray held the opposites together. And so I decided I'm going to change my name to gray because it unites the polarities. Now, you didn't decide that you were falling in love with me at that moment, but you did <laughs> call me. I called her the very next day because for me, this was a completely revolutionary insight, you know, that now I was instantly like a mystic, but I didn't really realize it or know it. But I had so much supercharged hope and love. I just thought, wow, that girl, she had the rest of that brew I'm going to call her right now and see if anything happened to her. She was nice to me and invited me to a party. Well, I told you in a previous time that that I had this experience when I was 20 of the secret writing washing over all surfaces. And it changed my life because I got what God was. I went from being a godless politico in the early 70s, late 60s, you know, to being uh, sort of a, a seeker, and I and I and I went and meditated with Yogi Bhajan. This is all before I met Alex. So when Alex came to me and he had this incredible spiritual opening, I had never really told anybody about this because you didn't talk about spirituality in the early to mid seventies. It was I didn't tell my review board, you know, that my thesis was based on an LSD trip. No, you you couldn't talk about it. Now you can talk about it. Things have really have really rolled forward, even though we still live with the secrecy of sacrament. We it things have are better because we can talk about it. But anyway, when Alex came to me and had that experience, it resonated. I was talking to somebody about the spiritual opening that psychedelics were. Nobody was talking about that. Anyway, but I had gone to start meditating and Alex and we both just started on a spiritual path together. Yeah, it was instantaneous. We like uh, fell in love with each other. Then it was like, like we never oh left. God. You know, we went on a date and never left. Mm-hmm. You know, we basically we had two separate apartments, but we were both moving out of because it was the end of school. We moved in together. 
Yeah. So basically it went from LSD experience in your apartment. Alex is sitting the entire night on a sofa, not talking to anybody. And then you guys moved in together right after that. We had a date. Yeah. We talked about it. And we just did like, we're just kind of, it was either my apartment or your apartment until we moved into this loft. Now this is really relevant to relationships advice and things like that, because we moved into this raw space with no bathroom, no kitchen, the floor had to be sanded. There were no walls. We were dividing a 6,000-square-foot floor into three units, and we had to build it. So building brought us together because even though we decided we were going to live together, we had to make decisions together. We had to design it. We had to figure out what, you know, what the finishes were going to be, and we had to work seriously, like saw things and you know, and, and carry plasterboard together. Carry plasterboard together. <laughs> we we cast all twenty one of uh, the sacred mirrors frames together in uh, nineteen eighty five. So, in any case, we learned to work together by building, and building has been in the center of our relationship always because mm-hmm. we were in that loft for nine years, and then we got kicked out, and then we bought a loft in New York together with our money. We put it all together. We bought a loft in Brooklyn, and we built it. It was a raw, again, no bathroom, no kitchen. We had to build it. So that was nine years later. Yeah. So building is very good. I have to say, it doesn't have to be building, but I do recommend a shared project with your partner. Not just like, oh, you, know, you both like to go to the movies and you go to the movies every week. Make it something that you're creating. Create something together. That's why people have children, they have families, because they're creating something together. But then when the children all grow up and they don't need you anymore, then what are you creating together? Because you have to keep creating together. And that's, I think, what's been very central to our success, if you wondered why. We've been together for 41 years. It's because we are always creating together. And I think it's also because we have a shared spiritual center. We have a shared spiritual life. You know, if one person is an atheist, devout, you know, like hardcore, and then another person is a religion, like a, like a Christian or something, it's going to be tough because the principal center of those people is not aligned. You know, they might you know, have an attraction to each other and they might like to both go to the movies, but there's this principal center that is not aligned. So for us, even though I grew up Jewish, and Alex grew up Protestant. And both parents, you know, fairly, you know, somewhat spiritual, not like hugely, but spiritual lives, different. But together, you see, we have a spiritual life that's the same because we both had our God contact and God opening on LSD. And we understand. And we've been doing LSD periodically, not, not often, but occasionally and periodically, in order to revisit that contact, you know, the personal contact with the divine, one-on-one, me and God. Love this episode? You can receive the transcript for free by simply texting Entheonation, that's E-N-T-H-E-O-N-A-T-I-O-N, to the number 44222. All you need to do is to reply to the SMS message with your best email address and we'll send you the transcript and our guide to navigating visionary states for free as a VIP citizen of Entheo Nation. Alice? Alice.
When I look at your art, there seems to be a very strong、uh, Tibetan Buddhist influence. Would you consider yourself to be a practicing Tibetan Buddhist, and both of you, or is it beyond? Like, what is your primary practice, so to speak? Well, at this point, I did study Tibetan Buddhist、uh, Zogchen、uh, approach for quite a number of years. And part of what I saw as an inherent message in the Zogchen teachings were the, regarding the universal creativity as weaving the web we're in, and that the Vajrayana, if you look at the non-dual center. Of the Vajra, you know, this circle is the non-dual core, that which is both manifest and that which transcends manifestation. You know, the intelligent order of the cosmos that precedes the cosmos. That's the non-dual center that then expresses in both Nirvana and Samsara. Both are coming off of this non-dual energy, which, and it's really a matter of your perception, your view, is what ultimately determines whether you're living in samsara or nirvana. And so, the meditation for the zogchen practitioner is never supposed to end. There's not an end to contemplation. Contemplation is every potential moment of now, and so awakeness and awareness, even though it seems like an impossible task, perhaps for a lot of creative people, when they feel like they're open to the flow of creative expression, I believe that this universal creativity that's at the heart of the Zogchen teachings and is speaking through each of the great masters is that ultimate energy that isn't defined or confined to a particular tradition. But as they said, the Zogchen teachings are known in other galaxies, in other star systems. So this is cosmic energy creating through us, and I believe that the aspiration of awareness, mindfulness, all of these core dharmic teachings are relevant for all of us to develop our consciousness. So my feeling is that each religion has a gift. To give to humanity, and has been found useful by some of our brothers and sisters for the millennia, and so each is deserving of study. My particular attraction came to the Tibetan Buddhist tradition because I felt like here was a psychedelic art, and they were attempting to portray the. Nirmanakaya, you know the material world, the Sambhogakaya, that visionary world, and then the Adharmakaya, that realm beyond 
depiction. So their aspiration was always multi-tiered. Multiple levels of reality should be indicated. And I always felt that's what a visionary work of art had to indicate, was that it needed to show dimensionality in order to evoke multiple realms and show that they existed. So I, I felt like the modern visionary art movement is really in league with this same kind of sacred art expression that the Tibetan Buddhist sacred art has been expressed in. Uh, there it's more codified. Here the art perhaps is slightly more idiosyncratic, but there is now an existing and growing encyclopedia of these dimensions of reality. And I think that love is ultimately at the core of it. The images of unity and aspiration and divine connection, connection with a spiritual source, are ultimately the self-God contact. That is the primary mystical experience, and that is an experience of infinite love. And when one is tapped into that and then can recognize that in the other, there's an equal fountain of love and that each of us are that. And when you bond with another and you have that common understanding, it's potential that, well, I think an angel told me that the uh, inevitable consequence of love is the building of temples. <laughs> wow, I love that. Now, you know why that is so true? Because two people that love each other so much, like Alex and I, in, are called to invite more people into love, you know? And a community is a community of love if it is around a temple. So you have like a principal center. You know, our principles we stated before, tolerance and acceptance and diversity and uh, love, especially love. So in any case, around a common core of radical welcoming, you could have a very loving community. So that's the inevitable consequence of love. Because when you love each other, you want to make something together. But then when you love a lot of people, you want to make something together too. And what do you make that you can all share? A temple is something where you can do all the most fun things, you know, dancing and singing and, and uh, acting and, and art, music. So that's why the temple. Mm, thank you so much. So we're about at the end of this interview segment. I just wanted to conclude this beautiful conversation with your vision of this temple that you're creating together, how you intend to build it together with each other and with the community. Well, we're in the midst of our Kickstarter campaign to raise money so that we can finish the interior of Entheon and open it. Now, we're not going to have this elaborate sculpture on our building probably for a few years until we raise the money to create it, but it is going to come eventually. We do not know this. 
See, I keep trying to tell Alex. It could it happen tomorrow. It could. It it's could. just a matter of the you know, who is called to do this with us and how many and how fast. Yeah. So, you know, it's it just a matter of we, what we need to do is to wrap all of this sculpture around this building. It's a three-story building. How, how do you do that? Like, All right. Well, it's, it's, it's doable. Print out. And not only is it, a, is, is it so doable, the people who do the 20-foot 3D printouts are across the river about 20 minutes from here. So, in Gardner. So, we're going to, they, they've been doing it for other buildings, like the Brooklyn Academy of Music and the New School and other New York institutions. They can print out 20-foot sculpture, as big as 20 feet. Ours will have a, maybe a dozen or two dozen molds, different molds. You print it out. And then you make a mold of that. You make a fiberglass mold and you spray in glass reinforced cast concrete. It's kind of, and you get your, and then you just attach it to the building. So that is what will happen. But right now we're raising money to finish the interior so we can have the exhibition back on view that we had for five years in Manhattan. It was wonderfully successful. So now we're going to have it here in another, in the country setting of, Brilliant tranquility, and you must come. It's in cosm.org. You can look it up, cosm.org. stands for Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. And the Kickstarter campaign is buildentheon.com. Yeah. That's an easy way to get to our Kickstarter. It, it will take you right to the Kickstarter. Until June 1st mm -hmm. through May 31st. Sign up, be part of building a temple with us. And uh, yeah. Through May 31st, 2016. But we'll see you maybe in, in 2016 or 17, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so exciting. Oh, thank you so much. What an inspiration. Yeah. So beautiful to see. Thank you. Thank you. Lorna. <laughs> Have a beautiful rest of your evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I am so inspired by Allison and Alex's love story. What an inspiring lesson in love, life, partnership, and community how they show up together, and are true spiritual allies in the world. I want that for myself, and I want that for you. If you found this episode inspiring, please share entheonation.com slash 13 with your Facebook friends. If you like the show, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review Entheonation in iTunes. This increases our visibility and helps these inspiring stories reach more people in the world who need it. You can get access to our transcript library by texting Entheonation. That's E-N-T-H-E-O-N-A-T-I-O-N to the number 44222. Just reply to the SMS with your best email and never miss an episode now let's close with a lovely track by one of my favorite artists the human experience this track is called medicina and it comes from the album inaudible sounds enjoy
a hacer esto, quiero hacer lo otro, a veces este une todo, todo, todo cosas malos y ya tú a veces no quieres nada. Para eso es siempre estar contento, feliz, tranquilo, en mi trabajo, en el amor, todo, ¿sí? para este canal.